Hi, this is Carrie Mitchum. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond with your host, Stephen Brittingham. Enjoy the show. Clips and music from The Young and the Restless appear courtesy of CBS and Bell Phillip Television Productions. You knew that Sharon was with Nikki the night JT disappeared, correct? Yes. Did you show up at Sharon's house the night of Valentine's Day and claim that you would fallen in love with her to lull her into a false sense of trust? No. To coerce her into making a confession? That is both ridiculous and insulting. The only other explanation is that you were being sincere and you really are in love with Sharon Newman. You can't have it both ways, detective. There is no denying that The Young and the Restless has provided viewers seemingly endless hours of high-quality entertainment. Not to mention an impressive amount of socially-themed storylines. What can also not be denied is that this CBS blockbuster drama as a truly sentimental heart. Hi, friends and listeners. This is Stephen Brittingham. Thank you so much for listening. And sentimental is exactly what this host is feeling today. Back in March of 2000, a beautiful actress took over the role of Brittany Hodges, and this amazing actress would go on to give a memorable performance. From those early years... As a crucial part of Wynar's captivating teen unit, which included the characters of Billy, Mackenzie, Raul, and JT, and on to working at a strip club owned by Bobby Marcino, and finally her heartfelt departure in November of 2005. There is just simply no doubt about it. My extra special guest today gave a remarkable, interesting, and as far as I'm concerned, an unforgettable performance as Brittany Hodges. And Lauren Woodland joins me today, and she'll be discussing her return to The Young and the Restless that actually began back last year for the show's 45th anniversary celebration. Lately, she is involved with defending character Sharon Newman as her defense attorney. And ironically, this involves J.T. Hellstrom. It is my utmost pleasure to welcome her to the show. Lauren Woodland, welcome to Hollywood and Beyond. Hi. Hi, Stephen. This is great. Thank you for having me. What a beautiful introduction. Well, you are most welcome, and it's so well-deserved, too. I have to tell you, I'm just so excited to be speaking with you today. I have admired your performance on Y&R for years, and it's such an honor to have you on the show today, so thank you so much for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, Lauren, you know, as I just mentioned, last year, The Young and the Restless, created by the legendary duo Bill Bell and wife Lee Philip Bell, celebrated 45 years on CBS. And several characters and the actors that portrayed those characters returned to, to the show in, in honor of the celebration, which is a wonderful idea. And you are, were, fortunately, one of those individuals. And it was so much fun to see you on the show again. And my first question to you tonight is, what was it like stepping back into the shoes of Brittany after so many years away? Hmm. Um, well, in the beginning, it was uh, very exciting, but also a little intimidating because I had um, stopped acting and went to law school and was practicing law, had been practicing for several years. So I really hadn't been acting in like 10 years, um, at all, let alone been playing Brittany. <laughs> so, um, and then I had to sort of 
think about what's been going on with Brittany for these past 10 years. How has she grown? What are her relationships like, especially with these characters that she's going to come into contact with again on the show where she has such a rich past with these, these characters. I had to think about that. But once I thought about it and then I got to the set and I was with all the actors and, you know, the crew again and got it, you know, it, it just all fell into place. And I was amazed at how natural and effortless it actually was. We just had a, a blast. It was like, you know, not, not a day had gone by, even though a decade had gone by. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it was, it was amazing. It was great. Well, just a few years went by, didn't it? And um, I'll tell you what, I thought you looked absolutely wonderful. And it was just uh, so exciting to see your character, as well as, as, as several others, return to the show for the anniversary. Well, that is a great description you gave. Thank you. There was obviously much to think about when returning to the role of Brittany, especially since it had been so many years away. So let me ask you, why did you decide to become a, an attorney in real life years ago? Well, you know, honestly, I wanted to stay working in soap operas. I had been a child actor and had done prime time my whole life. And in my 20s, I got into soap operas and I really found my niche. But unfortunately, um, the way things turned out, when I... Um, when my time ended on The Young and the Restless, at the same time, the soap operas were starting to go off the air and the world was changing and television was changing. So it didn't seem likely that I was going to be able to uh, stay in soap operas because the um, job opportunities just weren't there and the numbers that they had used to be in. And I thought at the time... Um, you know, if I'm just going to audition all the time and not be a regular in a show, especially not in this genre that I really want to be a You know, I have my whole life ahead of me. Is this really what I want to do? You know, not know when I'm going to work again and not really be in control of my life. And I thought, no, you know, I've always wanted to go to law school. I always wanted to go to law school since I was a kid. It was just something that I was very interested in. And I thought I would be good at it. And um, really didn't know much about it. raised around any attorneys or anything. Um, and I thought, you know, if I don't go now, will I regret it? And my answer was yes. So I thought, you know, I have to do this. I have to do this now because if I don't do it now, I may never do it. And I don't want to have that regret. So I went to law school. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. I said it's one of the most wonderful things I've ever done in my life. And then I was really excited about, you know, that's part of the equation, but then you have to go out and practice, and that's where you learn a lot. And so I was really excited about starting my career as a lawyer, so I just worked really hard, and time went by. Years went by. <laughs> there I was. <laughs> I was a lawyer. That was my life. So Well, well congratulations, Lauren. Thank you. You're most welcome. Uh, obviously, a very intelligent and bright person you are, in addition to being a very talented actress. So I'm doubly impressed. And how interesting <laughs> that you actually had an interest in law at an early age. I think that that is very fascinating. And here you are. And Lauren, not only are you, um, you know, now actually an attorney, at, at, you know, in real life, so to speak, but also Brittany became an attorney. So that is wonderful. And as I've been watching your scenes on The Young and the Restless, uh, the past few weeks in particular, with the very intense, and my goodness, talking about an emotional trial, you and the other ladies, and of course, uh, Christian LeBlanc, you're all just, just hitting grand slams out of the park. So many incredible performances. But I have to ask you, um, it's what I imagine being an attorney in real life just helps you in your performance as Brittany. You've got all the inside secrets as an actress, I would think. 
Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for applauding us on our performances. We all we all loved doing those scenes. We had a great time. Um, and in terms of does it help me? Well, I'll tell you what, psychologically, it gives me a lot of confidence <laughs> because <laughs> I know I know what I'm doing. That's <laughs> you right. Know, I'm an attorney, so it, it, it gives me a lot of confidence. I don't worry about am I convincingly portraying an attorney, you know, no, I, I am one. So I'm not worried about that, but I am worried about, you know, who is Brittany as an attorney and what are the stakes and what's the, what are the emotions and what's on the line? Uh, Cause those are the, you know, that's what's underneath it all. And that's what you, you know, that's part of, you know, acting. So, um, you know, I didn't have trouble really with the um, legalese or anything like that or making objections. I mean, I think examining a witness or even my relationship, client relationship with Sharon, these are all things that I've lived for years now. So I felt very comfortable really just living it and being in my own skin and just, you know, playing that, that confidence. The one thing that I think Brittany had to have in these scenes was complete confidence in herself. She knew, she knows what she's doing. She's done this a hundred times. She's really, really good at what she does. So, you know, that sort of confidence needed to come through. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, just just having the experience in your life of being in trial and having these sort of professional and also personal relationships um, helped a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it did. And you've done just an outstanding job. Um, I really enjoyed yeah. your recent scenes with Jordi Villasuso who, by the way, Lauren, was a guest uh, not too long ago here on Hollywood and Beyond. And I had a wonderful time speaking with him, uh, just an outstanding person. I really enjoyed those scenes because it got kind of intense with the whole deception theory that Brittany was uh, banking on to help um, her client and uh, Sharon. And um, I, I just thought those scenes were very well done. Oh, well, thanks. I really, I'm really glad you're talking about that because I wanted to say something about that. Um, yeah, sure. You know, yeah. Um, the thing with the detective Ray Rosales was interesting because it actually was, you know, a really strong strategy for Brittany to try to get the whole confession thrown out, the whole case thrown out really. But you know, it's really a, it was really personal, I think. I tried to make it very personal because, you know, the idea of, you know, my best friend, you know, or, or me, you know, falling in love with somebody who turns out to be a liar and a user and a manipulator. I mean, lots of girls will tell you that's happened to them, <laughs> you know, with guys that they've been in love with or whatever. So, sure, you know, this is in the context of a legal proceeding but I think it was personal to Brittany because she was really seeking to call out this guy for how he manipulated Sharon and get the jury on her side and I just thought that was interesting that they that that whole story was created in that way and I and I liked playing it well, I really agree with all that you said, and thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that, Lauren. Uh, I was very fascinated by the legal issues of this. I was actually sitting there thinking, you know, he kind of went through her things. He's over there telling her how he feels about her. Um, you know, I was kind of really wondering how the law would react to that if it was brought up in court. So I was very uh, pleased to see Y&R go in that direction and and you described it so well. Thank you. And, and what has it been like working with Sharon Case um, throughout these scenes? Oh, it's great. You know, she and I are really good friends in real life. 
and she's just a consummate professional. I mean, she really knows what she's doing. She shows up, she's prepared. She knows exactly how to play these scenes. She knows her lines. She can do everything in one take. I mean, it's a, it's a pleasure to, to work with her. Um, and, you know, when we're working, we're working. And um, we enjoy, you know, being in scenes together, but we take it very seriously. And it's actually during the time we're working, we, you know, we're focused on that. And um, then when I'm not working on the show, we hang out more as friends. But, uh, yeah, she's incredible. She's, uh, she takes that very seriously, and she does it extremely well. And it's a pleasure to, to watch her to wow. do that. I enjoy watching her too, as I do you as well. And I I definitely have to ask what it's been like working with Christian, because you two make quite the uh, team. And um, I've really enjoyed your scenes together. Oh, I'm so glad you thought so, because I really tried in the moments where I had little scenes with him alone, I really tried to show the audience that there was a connection there. You know, both on a professional level, but also just like friendly, a, a personal, like a, a mutual respect for what each other did. And then, you know, whether I was wishing him luck and touching his arm or whether we were talking about Christine's offer, you know, or, or Christian's, you know, offer to Christine. It, it, we were, I really wanted to develop that relationship because poor, um, Michael, he's there all by himself. (laughs) There's cricket, but there's nobody, you know, he has no associates. He doesn't have any lawyers working with him. He's a one man (laughs) show. He really is. uh, It's got to be lonely out there for him. Lauren, my goodness. They don't always tell him the entire story. (laughs) He's constantly saying, you know what? You left that out the last time I talked to you, and you're still leaving things out. (laughs) And that that is something else. My particular scene in the courtroom where he's yelling at, you know, (laughs) Victoria about, you know, not telling him anything. And so he's not prepared, and he can't do his job. And and it was so, you know, that that happens sometimes. but I remember just staring at him and, you know, my mouth sort of was like hanging open. Cause <laughs> like I was <laughs> at his clients, but I loved it. I thought he played it beautifully. I loved watching him. His acting is beautiful. He's a beautiful actor and he's a great person. And also just to go back to Jordy. Yes. Jordy's a fantastic person. Jordy is fantastic to work with. Well, I would like to ask you a question from an an acting standpoint, Lauren. So I'm what I, I don't know if you are aware of this, but I am also an actor. And when I'm watching oh, the scenes, great. oh well, thank you, I appreciate it. When I'm watching the scenes during the trial, right when 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 it's actually happening, and there's someone on the stand, you know what? I was thinking of all the objections and overruling and all this and that and the back and forth banter. I mean. Look, you always have to come on set prepared, but I kind of think these kind of scenes, you really got to put it in full throttle of concentration. Would you say because you really got to make sure that, that you, you know where to have your objections and you don't lose your place with what's happening in the scene? Yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, these were some of the most sophisticated scenes I've ever shot. I mean, since I was on the show beginning in 2000, I, the way they were written, they were written with very long monologues. And really, my cross-example wasn't really written as if it was a monologue, because a lot of times, Jordy's answers were like two words. And then I have to go on and on and on and on. So to do that and play him and play the clients and play the jury and think about my inner monologue, you know, what am I getting at? What am I, what, are, what is my thought process when he, I have a different answer. Where do I go from there? And, you know, all of that. And the judge and, you know, the audience, all the humans are in the audience. You have to think about all of that. And then there's the technical challenges of, you know, working with four cameras, hitting your marks. And then of course, 
it's great if we can all get this done in one to two takes because <laughs> that's how <laughs> fast the soap opera needs to operate. Yes. So, um, you know, yeah, tech, it was a huge challenge for me. And, um, and it was really fun when I, you know, when I conquered it, but like, uh, I don't think I, I was thinking back when I was doing it and I thought, you know, I don't think I've ever been asked to do anything as difficult before. Um, because, you know, of course I had very emotional scenes in the past where I was given these incredible, you know, incredibly tragic circumstances and I'd have to get up the emotion and play the scene, but that's, it's not requiring you to do 10 things at once, Mm -hmm. you know? And when you're a lawyer in a trial, and acting as a lawyer in a trial, <laughs> you know, that's very complicated, you know. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Lauren, when I, I've been watching The Young and the Restless since, mm, I would say, near the late 80s. But when I say that, probably around 87, 86, um, it's when Christine, well, she went by cricket at the time, Nina and Philip mm-hmm. were a triangle. And uh, that's kind of when I first started watching. And one thing that I have noticed over the years was that The Young and the Restless has always had some very interesting courtroom trials. I was always very intrigued, especially when Christian was involved. And I just thought it was just wonderful to have you and be involved with this new trial. And um, once again, all of you did an outstanding job. Thank you so much. Yeah, I feel totally honored to uh, have been included at such a high level um, after all these years. Um, it was awesome. <laughs> it was now, wonderful. if we go back just a bit, Lauren, I, I would like to ask you a few questions about your early years on The Young and the Restless, but I'm very curious. First of all, where are you from and how did your journey to becoming an actress even begin for you? I was born in Carson City, Nevada. Um, my parents got divorced and we moved, my mother and I moved to Tucson, Arizona. And she was working and raising me. And I would go to um, after school, I think they were like after school classes. Um, and one of them was an acting class. Oh, okay. And I loved it. I mean, it was for children, so it was like, you know, pretend you're an ice cream cone or pretend, you know, whatever. <laughs> but yes. it, but it, I loved it. And it turns out that the man who ran that acting class was moonlighting as an agent, a child, uh, an agent for children in Arizona, because what was going on at that time was the, I guess the labor laws were more lax for children. I think think that's what it was. And the production companies would come from Los Angeles if they had to make a, if they were making a commercial that involved a lot of children, they would shoot and cast the commercial in Arizona to get around the labor laws. California had very strict labor laws for for children. Yeah. So, um, so this acting teacher slash agent said to my mom, you know, would she like to be in a, you know, commercial? And you know how that is. I mean, this, mm-hmm. this is way before the internet. I don't even think most people had personal computers in their house. <laughs> you know, certainly there was no social media or anything. So being on television, I mean, that's huge. That is like the most exciting thing ever. I mean, it's still exciting today, but back then it was even more exciting. Oh, yes. And, yeah, it was huge. So it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's, you know, yeah, I want to be on TV. Um, so I auditioned. <laughs> and I, like, uh, the second time I auditioned for a commercial, I, I, was, I think it was Oscar Mayer Wiener Hot Dog commercials, and I, and I got the job. And um, I looked younger than I was. I could read well. I could memorize. And I was very disciplined. I mean, I was not hyper. I, I just, like, if somebody told me to do, adult told me to do and I'd sit and take direction for hours. And that was just a very rare combination in a child. And um, 
So the director of the commercials that told my mom, you know, if you take her to Los Angeles, she's going to work all the time. And so, you know, we tried it. I think we rented an apartment in LA and did pilots. We got, got an agent, you know, my mom did all the work and tried to find an agent for me and we got a great agent. And then I would audition and I was working and booking and it was like, all right, this is happening. This is working and it's fun. So we moved, we left Arizona and we moved to LA. I grew up in studio city in North Hollywood and I worked, I auditioned my whole childhood. And when I booked a job, I, school and film it and um it was really interesting fun um you know there are a lot of challenges of course but i mean i look back on it and i got to do some really really cool things so you sure did and and it was a different time wasn't it um Lauren, uh, because when I first arrived in LA, and I'm sure you experienced this, at least to a certain extent, you know what? You mailed your headshots in the mail. You, you put your resume <laughs> yeah. in the back of the 8x10 black and white headshot. So now we could do a lot of things by email or video, but back then, daily trips to the post office was the norm. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. Uh, it was totally different. I mean, yeah, you, they wanted physical copies. They wanted black and white. They didn't want color. Um, yes. I'm still not used to that, the color, whole color. Yeah. I, I still think of black and white. Yeah. It was totally different. <laughs> yeah. And actually, it was sad, sad to put a lot of printing companies out of business when everything went digital. Well, I imagine it did, really, when you think about it. That's a... That's a lot of black and white material out there that, that they were putting mm-hmm. out for folks. Well, before your audition on The Young and the Restless, you did appear on two other daytime dramas, uh, Port Charles and Sunset Beach. But then your opportunity came to be on The Young and the Restless. And I've never heard any story involving your audition for Y&R. So I thought I'd go ahead and, and ask you if there was an interesting story about that by chance. <laughs> There's a great story. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm glad I asked. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good question. Well, thank you. Um, so I was engaged at the time, and um, we were actually staying in a hotel because, um, well, during my first audition, I had I had two auditions for Young and Arasla, I believe. And uh, we were actually staying in a hotel because Mariah Carey was leasing my fiance's house. Oh my! <laughs> um, so that was fun, and <laughs> I had booked it. I went so, but I was a little because of that. I was a little. Off, I was a little off. I got this audition for Young and the Restless. I saw the breakdown, and I said, "Um, oh my God, this is perfect for me." I have to have this part. This is my part. And nobody can play this as well as I can. And so I, I needed to get this part. I mean, this was my part. And I was so excited about it, but I was late. Because I was a little off from all of this, I was late to the audition. But I wasn't that late. I mean, I was probably about 20 minutes late. Um, which in audition land isn't that late because usually you get there on time and then you wait for like an hour to be seen. So, and this is a soap opera. They have to cast people all the time. So I just didn't think it would be, I thought it would be fine. But I get there and nobody's there. There's a receptionist and I said, oh, I'm here, you know, I'm here for the audition. I'm starting a little late. And um, the receptionist said something like, you know, well, they're done. You know, it's kind of over. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. That can't be. That can't be. I said, please, can I talk to, please, can I please speak with the casting assistant? Because it's really, really important that I, you know, talk to her about being able to read. 
And um, so she says, okay, let me call her. So she calls, and the casting assistant at that time, and she eventually became the casting director for Young and Restless, was Marnie Saida. And she's um, this beautiful Italian woman from Boston. And so she has kind of a Boston accent, and she's wonderful. But anyway, she comes out, and I said, oh, you know, I'm so sorry I'm late, but I'm perfect for this part. Um, you have to, re- you know, you got to read me. And uh, she said, well, but you're late. You know, you kind of like, you're going to miss it. And I said, look, <laughs> I know you're reading people every day. And I'm telling you that nobody can play this part better than me. You've got, you've got to see me. At least let me read for you. And I think she thought, whoa. <laughs> really wow and that's kind of really good for this part yes very (laughs) gutsy lauren (laughs) yeah gutsy right gutsy and she was a little um amused by me i think too so anyway she called me in thank god thanks to marnie she gave me a another shot and i wasn't late (laughs) and i read and I was totally off book, and I I was so wow. excited about it. So I couldn't wait to um, to go in. And I read for uh, um, Kay Alden, who was the head writer of the show, um, Ed Scott, who was the executive producer, David Shaughnessy, and who else? A couple other people. That's, um, that's a, quite all- a group of people right there. Wow. Yeah, and they had all been trained and raised and by Bill Bell. You know, they had yes. all been on the show, and Bill Bell was running it, and they really knew what they were doing. You know, they really knew what they were looking for, and they just really knew the show inside and out. And and then I found out. Then I actually had booked a job in Canada. I think. Oh, oh wait, wow. no happened oh yeah i i guess they called me back and by that Uh time i had moved back in to my fiance's house and now they were going to do a um a test and they're going to audition me and one other girl but i had booked a job in canada in vancouver so i couldn't come in during the week today because i was filming in vancouver so they did it on a weekend, must have been a Saturday or a Sunday, and they did it at a hotel. Mm. And I think it was the, I think it was the Beverly Hilton actually. Uh huh. And I might be wrong. I might be wrong on that. And the other girl was there, and we each went in. I think she went in first. I don't remember who went, went first. I thought she did, but not sure. And um, and then I I got that went home, and I got a call that I got the job. I got the job. I got the role of Brittany Hodges on the Young and the Rustlers. I was going to be a regular on the Young and the Rustlers. I was over the moon. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. so happy. I can wait to play this part. I can wait to be there every day. Mm. Um, then I have to fly back to Vancouver <laughs> to finish my work up there. So literally my first day on Young and the Rasmus, I'm not kidding. I had flown in from Vancouver that day, got in a car that drove me to CBS, Television City, put me in wardrobe and I started taping <laughs> and that's how my, that was my first standing young and the restless. And I had a scene with Jess Walden and, um, it was awesome. What a story. Yeah. What a story. What a story. I, I, got, I get chills listening to that. First of all, just a great story, but just think though, Lauren, if you hadn't been a little bit, um, well, as I said earlier, gutsy with the receptionist. I mean, I wonder what would have happened or not happened. 
So that's really hats off to you for quick thinking. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had some good mentors in my life, and I realized that, you know, you know, I, I mean, earlier in my life, if a receptionist said, you know, you're late, it's over, I would have gone, oh, oh, that's awful. Okay. <laughs> and then I would have left, <laughs> you know. Right. But um, I had some really good mentors and people in my life who sort of taught me to handle things differently. And really go for it and don't take no for any answer. I mean, you don't have to be nasty about it, but you can be persistent and you can sure. push a little bit and, you know, try to make it happen for you. I mean, this is just one of those opportunities that almost never comes along. It's literally like a once in a lifetime opportunity. I mean, I, by the time when I was 23, when I got on the show, I had already been acting since I was six years old. I had already been acting for 17 years. And I never had that kind of an opportunity where I literally get the breakdown for this role and I go, that's me. I can play this. I know exactly what to do with this. I mean, I just couldn't let that opportunity pass. I needed to do everything in my power to try to make it happen for me because it was like a total dream um, you know, and okay, you know, if I did everything in my power and I still didn't get it, well, then it wasn't meant to be. And I had to, to do everything I could. So you um, felt a so connection. You felt a connection with, yeah. with the character right away. And Marnie, yeah, yeah, Marnie was gracious enough to uh, to call me back in because she didn't have to. You know, that was her decision. Um, so it was good. well, I was there, Brittany, watching. Your your first episodes on Y and R, and oh wow, you made quite an impression on me. Um, and I have to say, one of the things that I admired about your performance, and I do know that writing has a lot to do with this as well, but but you had a lot to do with this also, and that is one of the powerful things about daytime dramas, in my opinion, is the opportunity for character growth. So when Brittany first arrived, her, her, her attitude was very different than how it would be by the time she left town several years later. And to see that transformation, to, to start to understand about Brittany's background with the character's parents and, and, you know, to, to find out who she really is more and more. I really enjoyed that. And it created a great deal of sympathy towards your character and, by the time you left Y&R, you know, I was very emotionally invested in your character. And that's one reason why I was so sad to see both Brittany and yourself leave Y&R all those years ago. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, I was sad too. I mean, I didn't want to leave. And I, <laughs> and I felt <laughs> the same way. I'm like, wait, we're just getting somewhere. Like, I got married. I had a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like... You know, we had a big wedding on the show, me and Bobby, and um, yeah, I felt I felt she was just starting to really grow up. You know, when Brittany yes. started on the show, she was a teenager, and um, she hadn't had a lot of pain or a lot of trials and tribulations. And by the time you know, by the time she left, she had been through a lot of loss. And a lot of um, lost lessons, I guess. And I think, you know, grew grew up from that and became, you know, um, a better person and also a more mature person. And I'm, I'm glad that the audience saw that, you know. Well, so well said, Lauren. And I have three questions just about your first round on Y&R. And one is this, you are a part of that teen unit, something that Y&R has done so well over the years. They go through these sets of teens or young characters, and you were a part of actually one of my favorite group with the young Billy and 
of course, JT and Raul. I just thought it was a wonderful group. It was so interesting. And it blended well with the veteran actors and characters. I always thought that was a wonderful combination when Y&R did that over the years. But I'm just wondering in general, when you think back, what was that like, those first few years being a part of that you know, very popular teen unit on Y&R? Oh, I mean, it was so much fun. I mean, David, Tom was Billy at the time. And um, I think he like won the Emmy or um, for it, actually. Um, And, you know, his sister, Heather Tom, was phenomenal and a wonderful woman. Um, And she was on the show, of course, Victoria. Um, And I had known his other sister, Nicole, from just being in the business. Um, so it was really neat to step into that. And also David Lago and Thad Luckendall, because they had already been on the show for a while, because I remember yes. I was, I had watched it for, I was funny. I was familiar with this teen storyline before. So you had I, watched it before that. That's a, that's interesting. I, I had watched some of it. I so I was kind of like, you know, familiar with it and sort of felt that I would fit in well in that group. I just got a vibe, you know, sometimes you just have a feeling or you just like, I think this is a good fit. You know, I think, I think I could, I would work on the show, you know, because different shows have different styles and um, the same actor isn't necessarily going to work in every soap opera. Sometimes they do, but sometimes it doesn't work, you know. And um, I just felt like it was the right, it was the right style for me. And um, but those guys and those guys were amazing. They treated me so well. They were nothing but respectful. They were total pros. Those actors were great. I think David Lago won the Emmy later um, as well. And um, and also working with with um, Mac, you know Ashley Basham. Yes. With the original Mac, and she was wonderful. I just she adored sure working with her. Yeah, and I loved to be a low of dollar scenes together. We really liked each other in real life, but man, we I really loved to get her goat on her. Yes. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> and let's not forget the storyline involving Billy out in the snow, uh, a, a moment that I've never forgotten. Left out in oh, the I snow. Oh, I know, but that's. That was before me. <laughs> well, that was before you. Yeah, I think so. I think that was like the last, because my first scene on Young and the Restless, I think with Jess, I think Jess was, she she alludes to how I didn't take care of her or something in the snow. I see. Um, I see. And, and I remember going, what, what, I need to fill me in on this. <laughs> it was before me. <laughs> Because there was another actress who um, who had played the role for a little while, but then they yes. decided to change. They wanted to make changed. I think the character. They yeah. wanted to make the character. This is what I've heard. I don't know for a fact, but I think they wanted to make the character a little more, mm, you know, edgy, bitchy, a little nastier, a little more conniving. Um, and you succeeded on all they- those levels. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think I think I should be proud of that as an actor. <laughs> well, no, fear fun. not, because you 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 <laughs> gave an appealing performance, though. So when I say that, please keep that in mind, especially seeing your transformation. <laughs> so my second question would be: what you mentioned him earlier was was working with John, who would eventually go on to, to betray your husband for a while in the show. And remember at the the strip club. And Brittany wanted to be a singer, and the only catch yeah. was, you know, she had to uh, do a few other things while having the opportunity to sing. And Marilyn was the was the stage name, which I really liked. But I, I really enjoyed that storyline because um, there was a lot of wonderful moments throughout that. Oh, thanks. Well, I loved working with John, John Enos, who's a fantastic actor. Um, he was wonderful. We had a lot of fun. And um, 
Yeah, I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> I, think I, I always like him, puts pictures of his beautiful little puppy dogs, and I heart, I like them all the time on Instagram. Well, that's wonderful. He's, he's in New York, and now he's on the East Coast now. Um, but he is great. And yeah, I love that storyline too. I loved having a wedding and having a baby. I mean, these are all things that I haven't done in real life, but I did them on Young and the Restless. (laughs) You got to experience it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lauren, I have to tell you the, the last part. Well, of course I brought it up a few times now, but I remember your last episode. And when I say last, I mean at that time, of course, back in Mm -hmm. 2005 and the entire episode. Oh my goodness, Lauren, just your performance. Uh, First of all, I should let you know, Lauren, I tend to remember things that people are often amazed at. (laughs) They're like, I can't believe you remember (laughs) that. But I honestly remember just how powerful your performance. I was so touched. And thinking about it now, I have no problem telling you, Lauren, it's making me teary-eyed because those emotional scenes with Jeannie and Jess and the goodbye with with Thad and, you know, portraying JT, it was just it was just a beautiful episode. I mean, I think of it now and your characters walking outside the Chancellor Mansion and and then we, I know you're leaving, of course. Word is out that, that Lauren has, is leaving YNR. But I just remember going, wow, that's a moment I just will never forget. Oh, thank you. That is a real compliment. I just love these compliments you're giving me. Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're uh, most welcome. Uh, <laughs> I was just wondering what that final episode was like. If, and of course, working with Jeannie, no doubt about it. Well, Jeannie was phenomenal. And, you know, there will never be anybody like her sure. again on, on the show. She's just a force of nature, an incredible woman, an incredible actress. I learned so much about acting and being on a soap opera from her. And um, she was so wonderful. She used to call me Star. She'd go, how are you doing, Star? <laughs> I know, like that. She felt so good. Yeah, she made me feel so good. She gave me so much support. She knew how much that meant to me. Oh, and I'll tell you. Well, you are a true star, because, Lauren. I hope you know that. Oh, oh, thank you. You know, it's funny because I had worked with her son, Corbin. Um, on LA Law because that's I right. On that show when I was a child. Um, so there's that whole Law Young and the Restless connection again. But <laughs> my goodness, but, yeah. But the reason why those scenes were powerful is because I was not acting. Mm, that see. that upset those tears. The way it was written, it was written so beautiful because mm-hmm. it's all about why I'm, you know, I'm leaving and I don't want to, but here's why. I'll, I'll miss everybody and all my friends and all everything we've been through. I mean, I'm talking about my life for the last five years on Young and the Restless, going yeah. to shoot on Young and the Restless every day. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. And... I really was that upset and I really meant everything I said. I love Jeff. You know, I love Jeannie. I love that. And when I was saying goodbye, I was really saying goodbye for real. And so that's what people, people are watching. They're watching Lauren grieve and say goodbye to the people on the, on the show that she loves. And when I leave the 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 Chancellor resident and the door closes behind me and there's just it's just me holding Joshua. Um I smiled at the end. I smiled at the end and I lifted my head up high. Because I wanted the audience to know that even though I was very sad, I wanted Brittany to go forward with hopefulness and not bitter and excited about the choice that she made to go to New York and be with her parents and raise Joshua and really 
have this resolve that she was going to make her life great. And I'm so glad I did that because it sort of explains, because she does do that. She ends up marrying Ralph. Josh was at Harvard and she's an attorney. She was a partner at her law firm. (laughs) So she did, you know, because I wanted to come back someday. I didn't want this to be a negative thing. I wanted it to be a positive thing. And, um, I knew it would be a really, I, I, I wasn't sure I'd ever come back. And I knew that if I ever did, it would be a very long time. But, um, I kind of put that into the end of the scene. Um, and I'm glad I, I'm glad I did. I'm really happy with that episode. I think it's probably my best. I think it's one of my best episodes. I love that episode. I have to agree. A phenomenal episode. Really, really, truly one of my favorites. Um, And of course, Lauren, as you know, that beautiful and touching Y&R soundtrack (laughs) during all of those scenes just only added to the level of emotions. And and, um, I really appreciate you sharing that about holding your head up and and that, you know, this was going to be a positive thing in the long run. And it it sure was. It sure was. Yeah. And here oh, I love you are. Though. I mean, Nadia's theme, come on. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. That's the most iconic theme in probably the history of television, really. I agree. It really is iconic, yeah. I, I love the Y&R soundtrack. It, it stirs the heart. There's just no other way to describe it. And, and here you are back, and I would like to ask you now, here's the big question, Lauren, and that is, would you like to... Um, do more acting if the opportunity comes along, if they say, hey, stick around Genoa City a bit longer, what would your reaction be? Yeah, I would love that. I'd absolutely love that. Um, That's wonderful. It's always worked out so far. I don't know. It's almost like it's meant to be. I mean, every (laughs) when they ask me to come back on the show, they try to give me as much notice as possible, but it's worked out every, every time. Um, yeah, I would absolutely love it. I mean, I love showing up to that set every day. I mean, with all those people who I've known for such a long time and, and the character of Brittany and just the look and feel of the show, it's, it's really such, um, it's hard to describe, but it's a very special, exciting place to be. Because you're making the show, which is going to air in a few weeks. You're doing one episode a day. Everybody knows what they're doing. So it's fun. You can get things done quickly and in a fun way. And um, it's exciting because we have to move so fast. There's a lot of adrenaline. It's almost like you're doing a live show. And then, you know, we do it at CBS Television City. And that place is historic. I mean, the shows that were filmed there, the stars that were filming television there, it's just, and you feel it when you're there, you know. Um, It's a really exciting thing to be a part of. I love CBS, in case you didn't know that, Lauren. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But um, that's a wonderful description. So many amazing talents that have worked at Television City over the years. And, you know, my final roundup question is is this and that has to do with actual characters but i would love your personal opinion or thoughts and that isn't it kind of ironic that here you are back but it involves a character that Brittany, oh my goodness had so many scenes and memories with and was involved with at one time and that is jt obviously the viewers know all that's happened the last year or so but isn't it kind of ironic that JT has gone down this path. And I have to say this. I think the brilliance of this story is that sometimes people change and not for the better. And most of JT's situation with Victoria, although there has been physical moments, it really put the emotional and psychological abuse up front. Because I remember, Lauren, watching some scenes where my jaw hit the ground, and that was when JT kept 
nagging her and putting her down, but he didn't stop. Like he insulted her, right? Like where she was working, then he insulted her family, then he insulted how she was handling the children, and he went on and on and on. And that's when you realize as a viewer how that must feel for Victoria. But I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on, on how JT has changed the character. Yeah, um, well, to your point, I think it was really well written, and I think it is um, really important to shine a light on domestic violence. I think they did a really good job with that. Um, JT, you know, this was a hard one because Mm. Brittany loved JT, and she was in love with him, and she wanted to be with him, and he was in love with Mac, you know, the timing of them, the timing of it all just never worked out. You know, she was in love with Bobby, but then she always had this history with JT and then her husband dies and JT's there to comfort her and really show her love and support. But then this Mac thing, I mean, it just, it just never worked out. Mm-hmm. But she deeply loved him. But now, you know, that was, she left Genoa City, you know, 13 years ago. So 13 years have gone by. Um, She's married to Rao. Her child has grown up. She's been a lawyer. She's now a partner. You know, that's a lot, that's a lot of change and it's a lot of time. And I felt, well, I looked at the script and I said, how am I going to do this? But the way the scripts were written, there wasn't really a scene where I really come to terms with my past with JT. There's one scene where I talked to Billy. And I say, and Brittany says, you know, put my feelings aside. When I found out what kind of a man he became, I put my feelings aside. And that was the extent of the explanation. And for me, because she's talking, you know, to Billy Abbott, um, who she has a past with too. You know, I think she just didn't want to get into it. She was there in court. She was a lawyer. She was representing Sharon. She was defending Sharon in the murder of J.T. Hellstrom. So, you know, she had to take a side. <laughs> she's taking Sharon's side. Yes. <laughs> you know, she's ethically bound to take Sharon's side. So I think for her, the way she organizes it, it just isn't, you know, she really had to take a personal relationship and personal feelings for J.T. out because she couldn't let that interfere with her ability to represent and defend her client, who was Sharon Newman. So that's how I handled that. Now, if there is another point in time where the show wants to explore Brittany's past relationship with JT through some kind of conversation with a character, then I will, you know, when I read what the writers wrote, then I'll be able to think more about about the complexity of, of that relationship. Um, but for these scenes, it, they weren't really written in a way where um, Brittany has to confront that. It was really about Brittany vigorously advocating for her client, Sharon. Well, thanks for sharing that with me and the listeners, Lauren. And I'm so grateful that you brought that up because I agree with everything that you're saying. And I would just like to say my personal thoughts are, I would be very intrigued, no matter how this storyline ends, Lauren, because apparently we're heading towards the end. I think it would be absolutely fantastic to find some moments. I could even see you in scenes by yourself, Lauren, 
trying to come to terms of what happened to JT from your character's point of view, of course, trying to sort it out like you described. Because right now you're defending Sharon and you're being a pro and, and, and all of that. And of course it was terrible what he did. But, you know, what happened to that other JT that you described so well? I think that there's a storyline right there. And I really hope that, that, you know, that we get to see that as viewers. I, because I know, Lauren, you will give a, a, a phenomenal performance as always. Oh, thank you, Stephen. I love that idea. I think that'd be really fun to play, really interesting. Well, you're most welcome. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a guest. Um, I enjoyed every single moment. Me too, Stephen. You asked great questions, and I had a lot of fun talking to you. So thank you for having me. Well, you are most welcome, and um, I most certainly hope that you will come back and um, spend some more time with me down the road. I'd love to. Anytime you want. Just give me a call. <laughs> that, that's an offer I can't refuse, so thank you so much. <laughs> Send host Stephen Brittingham your comments and questions to Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. That is Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. Stephen looks forward to hearing from you soon. <laughs>